0: The Sport Industry Access Podcast, episode 44. What core skills do you need to be successful during your career journey? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I am your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to provide you a special guest who will inspire and encourage you to be the best you can be in your profession, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sport. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests, And needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Joe DeSena. Joe is the founder and CEO of Spartan Race and New York best selling author. Also, he is a podcaster where he is the host for the Spartan Up podcast show, where he interviews a range of people such as academics, authors, CEOs, entrepreneurs and elite athletes about their mindset for success. Definitely worth a listen if you want to improve yourself in life. For that reason, it's great to have Joe as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode, Joe will share his sports career journey and explain to you the core skills you need to be successful during your career. Joe, it's a privilege to have you on the show. Please could you share your sports career journey to listeners? When did it all start?
1: Well, it started years ago. My mother got my sister and I into uh, yoga and meditation and health food back in the 70s in Queens, New York, which was really not um, a place where you saw a lot of yoga and vegans and monks. Um, So she was way ahead of her time. And really now, you know, 40 years later, you're just starting to see people accept all this as mainstream, but, but it was way ahead of, of um, it was very early days. And I think it opened up my mind and my sister's mind of, you know, just another way. So that's really when it all started.
0: Just from a career perspective, how have you used that type of meditation, yoga, into your career now? Because by you saying that, I'm quite shocked. Because as you said, it's now everybody's talking about it. Everybody's applying it to their lives. Yeah,
1: no, I, I am. I'm a big believer in yoga. I'm, a, I'm actually stretching on my dining room table as I talk to you right now. Um, I just believe that um, if you want to avoid injury, which is really that's the uh, debilitating thing that occurs. You know, people get through races. They get through all kinds of athletic events. They get through life. But when you're injured, that, that stops you. And so to avoid injury, uh, I'm just a big believer in flexibility. And, and I attribute that belief to you know my mother pounding it into my head in the 70s and 80s.
0: Would you mind just explaining now the sort of career journey so the listeners get a better understanding in what you've achieved so far?
1: Well, I don't know if I've achieved very much, but, but I started at a young age, and um, I wanted to make some money. I grew up in a neighborhood of hustlers, people that woke up at 5 a.m. every day and didn't go to bed till the middle of the night. Some of them were doing good things. Uh, many of them were doing bad things, but they were all very driven and hardworking, and so I picked up uh, that DNA and that skill set, and I started uh, selling fireworks at like eight or nine years old. I got in trouble for that, but I got my first taste of profits. Um, buy low, sell high. From there, I got into cleaning swimming pools. My neighbor, growing up, was the head of an organized crime family. I didn't know it. And he took a liking to me. I was a hard worker. So he had me uh, clean his swimming pool. And I did a good job. I learned uh, you had to be on time, I learned you had to go above and beyond uh, for your customers. He taught me to clean his lawn furniture as well and straighten up his shed even though he wasn't paying me for that. And that job led me to 700 additional customers over the years and it became a big business. Then I started doing cement work and construction work and I just um I just was very driven. I just wanted to make money and I had a buddy who was trying to get me out of the neighborhood even though I had this successful pool, swimming pool business and construction company. He was pushing me to go to Wall Street and I thought, well, I don't know anything about Wall Street. What the hell am I going to do there? How would I I even get a job and why would I go backwards? I have my own business right now. I'm making a lot of money. I'm I'm cleaning organized crime um, captains uh, and bosses, uh, swimming pools. I'm trusted and he convinced me. He convinced me to go to Wall Street, so I sold the company went to Wall Street, and I started a a firm there, and I had a really good, knock on wood, I had a really good run for about 10 or 12 years, and I sold that business, and uh, I landed on a farm, met my wife, and we uh, grew four children in Vermont, so now I have an 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, a 7, and a 4, and um, I'm living in Tokyo which is another whole story.
0: <laughs> so what inspired you to set up uh, Spartan Races then?
1: Well, so when I sold the Wall Street firm, and I'm, I'm sitting on the farm in Vermont with my wife, where we've got chickens and cows and kids, um, as a way to bring people to the town, I was very active, and I was into doing all these races. And I thought, you know what? We're going to start a race business. And it worked it didn't work right away, but it worked. And um, now we're the largest endurance company in the world. We, uh, we have a million participants, 200 events, 30 countries. And our goal was to grow it around the world. And so I moved to Asia with my family last year to expand into Asia. And um, I keep joking with my, my family that um, our next big move is in the Ukraine. We got to move to the Ukraine and then India to Calcutta and um, Siberia. Um, the Arctic, I just keep, I keep pushing new boundaries and I want to, I want to see my family sweat a little.
0: I find this really fascinating just from an academic perspective to those sports students, how you find the different cultures of sport when you spread the Spartan race?
1: No, there's no, um, there's no cultural problem at all. I, the biggest problem we have is with the business people we try to do business with in every country. Whether it's Japan or China or Mexico or Brazil, everybody gives me a reason why it won't work, how it's got to be changed. It's not going to work in China. It works everywhere. It sells out everywhere. At the end of the day, we are animals. All of us. You are, I am. And we've forgotten we're animals, right? You've got your collared shirt on. I'm sitting in my, at my dining room table here in an appointed apartment in Tokyo. And we think we're, we, we've somehow, um, grown on from this species but but um we haven't and we are meant to climb crawl run jump swim and when we do that it feels really good we're back to basics and so it doesn't matter if you eat with chopsticks or a fork or your hands um we're
0: all the same just relating to a business perspective for people who want to pursue a career in sport what core skills have helped you during your career
1: well if you if you want to be in business period doesn't matter if it's in sports or anything you you've got to work hard i I tell my kids there's three three trip you know three things that'll that'll make you successful and i've done hundreds of podcasts with financially successful people and um if that's your goal you got to work hard you got to outwork your competition so that means early mornings late nights seven days a week I don't care about you know, Tim Ferriss and his four-hour work week. I know, Tim, it's a bunch of BS. You're going to put in a lot more than four hours a week, and you better be prepared for it. Number two, you've got to have a network. And and that network isn't necessarily LinkedIn or Facebook or a social media network. That's a network of people that like you, that you could call, that would do you a favor. And the way you build a giant network like that is you put money in the bank. And what I mean by that is you help people, no charge, as many people as you can, as, you know, and hopefully they're all influential people, for as long as you can. And you literally just forget about it. Don't be looking for a return to that favor, uh, because it may come 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from, from that time where you help them that you, you ask for a favor in return. And that phone will get picked up. if if you've been a a good person all along the way. And so you've got to find those influential people. You've got to find out how you could help them and you've got to just help them. Don't have your hand out. So build a network. And then number three, you've got to be passionate about whatever you do. It it, it comes through. It comes through to the the folks. When you're building a network, it comes through to your consumers. It comes through to your employees. You got to love, uh, what you do. And, and so, um, You do those three things, you'll be successful at sport, you'll be successful as a monk, as a mom, doesn't matter what you do.
0: Joe, I couldn't agree more. There's so many areas you've discussed there, which I'm even exploring, and the network element is very important. It's even how we got connected on LinkedIn in an authentic way. Relating to Spartan races and to listeners who haven't heard of it, how can they get involved and what do they need to do?
1: Well, if you want to get involved in Spartan, go to spartan.com, number one. Number two, you're gonna have to build up some nerve because it's gonna require that you go to the registration page and you sign up. But that requires commitment and nerve, like I said. Um, It will force you to probably drink less, go to bed a little earlier, wake up a little earlier, eat healthier, and those are all things people are afraid of, right? People are very used to their cushy lives, sitting on the couch, eating unhealthy food, And, and when they make a commitment like this, it scares them straight. It scares you into training and, and getting healthy. Um but it requires commitment. It requires delayed gratification. But it all starts on that website, Spartan.com. And um we'll have a million people, which is not enough. I want to change a hundred million lives. We'll have a million people this year, to that website and uh and change their lives.
0: Out of interest, what inspired you to set up your podcast show? I um I was on a podcast.
1: Somebody interviewed me and I I didn't even know what a podcast was. And I liked it. I had fun. And, um, and so I said to, uh, my friend, I said, Hey, you know how to use a camera and a microphone. I said, let's start a podcast like that, that guy that just interviewed me and we'll go around. And I said, but we're only going to do it if Richard Branson will let me interview him. So I called Richard and, uh, and he said, yeah, he said, and so that's when it started. I did him. And then, and then it just, uh, I just, I, now I do all mine in person, which is a bit of a nightmare. But um, but that's that's just the way I want to do it. So I travel around the world and and uh, and meet people, and I'm fascinated just like you are. So I want to I want to learn how they became successful, right? How do they operate their lives?
0: Absolutely, the biggest thing I'm learning is learning that routine of success as well, and getting into positive habits. I know you've just said you've moved to Tokyo, but what have you been up recently, and what are your plans for 2017?
1: 2017 is a big year um we've got to get into a few more countries pushing into the nordics pushing into switzerland pushing into um um holland which is exciting and i've got to finish my third book which is uh, always a pain in the neck but um it's very hard to write you know on blank pages but we're gonna get that done and i'm gonna hang out with my kids
0: Sounds awesome, Joe. I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview, Joe, where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university and college sports students who want to pursue a career in the sports industry? Well, you've got you to do what I
1: said. You've got to outwork everybody. You've got to build that network. You've got to be passionate about it. And um, Look, so many kids today uh, think that they're entitled to a job or they're entitled to... Um, you know, really good pay. And, you know, just 20, 25 years ago when I was entering um, the workforce, it wasn't like that. You appreciated anybody giving you a chance just for an interview. And if they were lucky enough, you know, if you were lucky enough to get a job where you didn't even get paid, you were happy. I, I can't even tell you how many stories I have of friends of mine that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And they'll tell you that the first three or four or five years of work um, were ridiculous, but they did it because they, they knew that there was a lot of competition to get that job, and they were thrilled to have it. I have one buddy of mine who's a CEO of a you know 5,000-person financial institution. He makes oodles and oodles of money. His first job for years was um, he, had, he had to get his boss breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and his boss hated celery. So every day that he ordered a tuna fish sandwich, his job was to pick the celery out of the tuna for his boss, Right. My first job, my boss wanted a car for his wife. I had to spend the first two months researching cars and test driving them for him. And again, today these young kids, I'm, you know, I know because I hire them. They think uh, they deserve something, and you know, you want to leg up on your competition. Drop all all that uh, those expectations. Um, build a little tolerance for pain. Outwork your competitors. Show up earlier. Don't ask about vacations. Don't ask for extra pay. Don't ask for bonuses. And watch what happens. You'll be running the company before you know it.
0: Joe, that's like music to my ears. It's an era I'm trying to highlight in this podcast show about having a positive attitude. But in my case, it's just because you've got a degree doesn't mean somebody owes you a job. And thank you so much for that piece of advice. And I really do hope the listeners take that on board. How can people interact with you?
1: They can just shoot me an email, Joe at Spartan.com. Now, I always throw out my email, which is a little bizarre, and people do reach out to me. The only thing I'm going to ask, and I've never said this before, don't send me a ridiculous request. Like, don't, uh, I don't mind if somebody uh, shoots me an email and says, Listen, I am flat broke. I need an entry to a race. Would you mind helping me? Of course, I'd help them out. But I get ridiculous requests lately, and I don't even have time for a ridiculous request. Um, Again, we've got a million participants. Could you imagine if every one of them emailed me and said, um, here's, here's one I got the other day. I lost my wristband. Can you help me s- send me a new one? The wristbands cost about 12 cents. They're little rubber wristbands. They say Spartan on them. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me that I have? I'm, you're expecting me to respond to your lost wristband? Get online and figure it
0: out. Anyway. Joe, I can't even comment on that. For, for me, the whole point, I always ask how they can engage with the special guests is a way of them inspired in what you've done and what you've achieved. But for the listeners out there, Joe's email address will be on the podcast notes relating to this blog post. Joe, it's been great chatting with you today. I've actually learned a lot speaking to you just now, and all the best what you're doing and good luck.
1: Thank you, sir. Thanks for having me. I'm glad somebody wanted to talk to me tonight.
0: Wow, just what a really interesting career journey by Joe. Right after the interview I just sort of said thank you because to me you need people like Joe who can actually give you authentic career advice with regards to where you can succeed within yourself in how you can achieve success during your career and I really do hope you took on board the career advice but most of all understanding why building a network is important and it's all about adding value to people and when you understand that which I'm learning till this day you will see the rewards in the long run so get involved have a positive attitude to your career build a network and you will see the results now as always at the end of each interview I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker Joe said, there are three things that will make you successful. One, work hard. Two, build a network. Three, you've got to be passionate in what you do. By doing those three things, you'll be successful on what you do.